What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens played the clock and spilled? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Greetings, listeners, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Abacus P. Grumbler, or Abacroak T. Frogger, if you prefer, and I'm filling in for Mr. Eric, who's still stuck in the past, unfortunately. But with the right questions, maybe we'll get him out this week. So let's hear first from Nolan. Hi, my name is Nolan. I live in Canada, Illinois, and six years old. I really like dress up and pretend. My wonderful question is, what if Alabaster Ribbon and Fred the Frog could turn back into Fred the Dog and Alabaster Zero? Thank you. Really like the podcast. Oh, thank you, Nolan. I so look forward to being a human wizard again. Though now that I think of it, you didn't mention my name in your question. Very clever. Oh, and I'd also like to thank your brother Colton, as well as listeners Chana and Edison, who asked very similar questions. Now we've got a write-in question from a patron named Bryn, who asks, What if clouds were made of cotton candy and rained popcorn? delicious. And listeners, before we start the story, if you haven't heard episode 138, What If Barbies Were Real, as well as episode 149, What If Magic Didn't Exist, then this story may be a little more confusing than usual. But I'll do my best to clue you in. Pero, I think your best is what got us in this mess in the first place. Oh, hello, JF Cat. Always nice to hear you and your opinions. Meow, let's not argue. I'm here to give a meow out to Wolfgang from Gardena, California. He's six years old and he loves building Legos. Very nice. Thank you, Wolfgang. And I've got another meow out for Aria. She's a purple taekwondo and wears a belt. I think you mean she's a purple belt in taekwondo. Per uh, whatever. Oh, thank you, Aria. One last shout out to Hannah M. from Kentucky. Well said, Fred. She loves dogs like me, pizza, and helping people. And she's seven years old. Well, thank you, Hannah M., Aria, and Wolfgang. Now let's find out what if clouds were made out of cotton candy and rained popcorn, and what if Alabaster's Eribit and Fred the Frog could turn back to Fred the Dog and Alabaster Zero. Alabaster's Eribit and Fred the Frog were counting cotton candy clouds across the sky when... They noticed it was suddenly raining popcorn. I got 99 poplums, and this popcorn's one. Fred, quit the corny jokes. Oh, you're so bossy. I think I'll promote you to 
Colonel. <laughs> Amazing. Spelled M-A-I-Z-E. You better stop now. Oh, I can go from dawn till high. But if Fred the Frog and Alabaster's Eribit had been paying more attention, they would have noticed something strange riding those popcorn kernels of rain. Something chocolatey. Hey, uh, shouldn't we be trying to save the world or something? I don't know. The world just feels so messed up lately. Can't we just do more corn puns? I don't know. Corn we? Oof. I guess we corned. <laughs> oh, but maybe if we find the Queen of Frogs, she can bring magic back to What If World, and I guess then things will go back to normal. Fred the Frog and Alabaster Zeribit had been snuck up upon by a pair of chocolate monsters. Normally cute and delicious, but now sneaky and sinister and cute and delicious. They wrapped up our heroes in cotton candy and took them back up into the clouds. We are in a rundown old saloon. You might remember it from the end of episode 138. What if Barbies were real and they lived with evil robots? Well, the saloon had a faded old sign and was full of a bunch of faded old wood, as well as three unlikely allies. Barbara Bot, the toy robot turned vigilante, Cleocatra, former empress of Wygypt, and Dalton, Wisconsin, the wildest wedge of cheese in the West, who's never really been in a story before, but um, apparently he's important, I don't know. Now I know I've never been in a story before, said Dalton, Wisconsin. But I just know we gotta save those naughty bots from the fire fortress. Yes, of course, said Cleocatra. That is what we are all here discussing. Yeah, added Barbot. It's a weird thing for you to say right now after we've been hatching plans for the last hour. I know, I know. I just felt like maybe we should recap for a second so that we knew what we was talking about. Well, I think we have realized that the only way into the factory is to get over those walls of flame. And we need some kind of giant fluffy cloud you could walk on in order to do that. That's right. And that cloud would have to rain something soft and fluffy and light. That way we could float down safely on it. Help! They heard a distant cry for help. Help! We've been cobnapped by cotton candy. Uh, I swear I'm gonna pop. Oh, can't you're another one? <laughs> but seriously, we're in trouble. And Barbot, Cleo, and Dalton saw cotton candy clouds rolling towards them, headed straight for the fire fortress. Hmm, cotton candy clouds, raining giant kernels of popped corn. That will do. And Cleocatra leapt out of the restaurant, bounding from one giant kernel of popped corn to the next, getting higher and higher as she reached towards the distant clouds of cotton candy. Well, I don't know how I'm gonna get up there. 
It's not like I can use my trusty slingshot to slingshot myself up there. Dalton cried out exultantly, for Barbara Bot had indeed shot him out of his own slingshot towards the cotton candy clouds. Oh, now, how am I gonna get up there? But Barbara was a resourceful robot. She broke down the old saloon into many pieces of wood, and in an instant, she was building a ladder that reached higher and higher until it poked into the cotton candy clouds. And as she climbed up towards her friends and allies, all that was left behind of the saloon was its sign that read Frog Dimension. Awfully strange name for a saloon, don't you think? The cloud was speeding towards the fire fortress faster than ever, but Barbot, Cleo, and Dalton were able to find Fred and Alabaster trapped inside a candy chrysalis within the fluffy clouds. Oh, thanks for coming to rescue us. Yeah, everybody always wants to kidnap me because I'm president, which I didn't really mind when we could just magic things better like that. I'm trying to snap with my tongue, but you know how my tongue's too long for my mouth? I don't know how to do that. Well, don't worry, Fred. We're here to rescue you. I thought that we were here to take down the Chocolate Empire. Well, I thought we were trying to free the Nautibots. Who what you should be worried about, said Alabaster Zero, who you'd almost forgotten about, right? But he's still there. As I was saying, what you should be worried about is getting magic back. Okay, okay, I hear you all, but you can't focus on every problem all at once. Then all you ever end up doing is worrying, said Barbot, showing sage wisdom for a creature under a thousand years old. We've got to take this one problem at a time. Then I think we should consider leaving them in their cotton candy cages. And then... Uh, you, you know, this is a podcast. If you whisper, people can just turn up the volume. Well, let them turn it up then. Okay, well, maybe they will turn up the volume. I hope they do, because I'm going to whisper. Well, maybe they will. Okay, then. I've got a secret plan. Oh, is it really clever? Oh, yes, very clever. Oh, can you tell me? Yes, of course. Well, go ahead. Okay, as soon as the scene ends, I'll tell you. Should the listeners turn their volume back down now? Yes, the next part's going to get a little loud. They should probably turn their volume back down if they turn their volume up in order to hear us whispering. Okay, they should probably do that then. Crystallized cotton candy crack as Alabaster and Fred the Frog were unceremoniously tossed to the ground in the throne room of the Fire Fortress. And there stood Queen Nice herself, a chocolate kitten monster wearing a grin that was somehow still cute despite its maliciousness. Oh, now I've got you, President Fred, and with no magic to stop me, I can become the new president and continue my plan to turn the whole world into chocolate and other candy and junk food type stuff. 
Well, now that I know your plan, it'll be a simple matter to stop you. For you see, I am not the president. I am, said Fred, pulling off his mask. Barbara Bot. Oh, wow, what a twist. You think that's something? Well, I'm not Alabaster Zero. I'm... Dalton, Wisconsin. Sorry, I don't know who that is. Honestly, it feels like Mr. Eric threw you into the last story, but, but now you don't really have much of a purpose. Oh, I know my purpose, and it's to stop you. Chocolate Monster Guard, can you seize them already? And the Chocolate Monster, who had thrown them to the ground earlier, picked the two imposters up. Yes, of course I will seize them, my queen said the chocolate monster guard. Except I'm not a guard. I am Cleocatra. Former Empress of Wychipt. Hi, Cleocatra. Nice stunt you pulled here with all the disguises. Indeed, Queen Nice, said Cleocatra. Looks like we've got you outnumbered and surrounded, added Barbara Bot. So it seems. Or does it? And with that, Queen Nice of the Chocolate Monsters pulled off her mask to reveal... Alabaster Zero. Alabaster Zero. Bet you didn't see that coming. Wait, so none of us are the villains? Yeah, I, I think we got a little carried away with the disguises. Bravo, heroes, said the real Queen Nice, finally entering her throne room, flanked by the massive robot, Evilicus Max. You've come up with a plan so convoluted, you fooled even yourselves. Oh, fiddlesticks! And now my naughty bots have got this chamber surrounded. I must say, you did a good job of guessing my evil plan. To turn the world into candy and junk food and stuff. That's because we know all your tricks, answered Barbara Bot, moving towards her estranged father, Evilicus Max, who had fallen under the control of the chocolate monsters. Remember how you turned off the no switches to the naughty bots? Of course, that's how I kicked you out of this castle and took it over. Well, that means they have to say yes to our commands, too. Naughty bots, arrest Queen Nass and the Chocolate Monsters for crimes against magic, humanity, and junk food. So much wasted popcorn. And though Evilicus Max must have heard the command, he didn't budge an inch. Foolish Barbara Bot. I already commanded them to say yes only to me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Couldn't you just be another imposter? Of course I'm not an imposter. But didn't you say we guessed your evil plan perfectly? Uh, yeah, but... Maybe that's because you are just guessing our evil plan. Huh? Well, huh isn't a very queenly thing to say. You really sound like an imposter. 
Evilicus Max looked from person to person, not knowing to whom he must listen. Evilicus, look at all these disguises lying around. You must know I'm the real queen. But with all these disguises, anyone could be Queen Nice. I think you've got a decision to make, Evilicus. But you know the truth, cried Queen Nice. The little kitty monster scrambling away from her naughty bot just in case. If any of you could be queen, said Evilicus Max, saying words other than yes for the first time in many months. If any of us could be queen, then you can just listen to who you think is right. And we say, Arrest, Arrest the, the imposter. imposter. Arrest the imposter. Yes, my queen in disguise. Now. Well, that plan was totally flapjacks. How did you know it would work? I didn't, but I had to try something. You were very brave, my daughter. And that Cleopatra was very clever. Perhaps. But I just wanted a nice warm fire fortress to nap in. Nothing more. But the once royal cat did seem a little more proud than sleepy for a change. And so they lived happily ever after. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We're still frogs. And what if world is still missing its magic? Or is it? Said Dalton, Wisconsin, pulling off his mask to reveal the Queen of Frogs. Wait, you're not all gonna say that in the chorus with me? No, we've we've never met her. Yes, I don't know who this is. Some people say I'm responsible for all this mess in What If World. Oh yeah, everyone said if we found you, we could bring magic back. Why were you dressed up as a cheese cowboy? You've been squatting in my restaurant with a hungry cat for weeks. The old cheese smell was the only thing keeping me from being eaten. Oh, please, I said. Yes, the narrator can talk to characters in the in the story. It's fine. Oh, there you are, Abacus. Appearing as if by magic. Wouldn't you say? No, I would not. Magic is gone and it's all your fault. And we've been working so hard to set things right. Just please bring magic back. You don't need me to. Oh, yes, I do. I'm a slimy, warty old frog. And I only like being two of those things. What I'm trying to tell you is... Uh, is you're speaking in riddles again and we're not listening. And that's how we got in trouble in the first place, I know. Excuse me, Abacus. Uh, yes, Barbara Bot. Have you actually tried casting a spell since you got turned into a frog? Or did you just go around telling everyone how magic was gone? Well, I, I did go around telling everyone that magic was gone. Oh no, but that was after I used the frog wand to cast a spell. Even though magic was gone. Hang on. Oh no. No, no, because then uh, remember the, the the wand broke and, um, well, I, I didn't have another wand lying around, so. You just needed another wand? Not just a wand. I could have also tried using a stick or a plunger. Really anything wand shaped. What? 
Oh, a crystal ball would have worked. Or a basketball, I suppose. Hmm, honeydew melons, they're roughly the right shape. Abacus. Oh, and books I can use. Mm -hmm. um, plus, if you pull something out of a hat, 95% chance that's magic. But this has been going on for months. Problem after problem, it all started feeling so hopeless. And that's when it's most important for us to keep hope and focus on making one thing better at a time. Right, for example, I said, picking out a pencil from my beard and wielding it like a wand. Abracadacana, deus ex machina. And with that, I came back from the past. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, it's me, Mr. Eric. I'm narrating again. Oh, what a great feeling. Hi, everybody. I, I, I missed you. Pipe down, Mr. Eric. I'm magicking. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hocus pocus blowing smokus. And Alabaster Zeribit turned back into Alabaster Zero. It feels so good to be human again and wrapped in dungaree. And now I'll just turn Fred back. And with his last spell, Fred the Frog became Fred the Dog. Except... Where's Fred? I don't know. He's he's your friend. I haven't seen him since I was disguised as a cheese cowboy. Is anyone here really just Fred in disguise? Show of hands. And Barbot, Cleocatra, Alabaster, and the Queen of Frogs stared out the massive stained glass windows of the fire fortress to see a distant cotton candy cloud float its way over the horizon. Okay, did someone see a really long tongue hanging off that cloud? The end. I can't believe we forgot the president. Well, Bryn and Nolan, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, you may have recently noticed some ads starting to play at the beginning of our show. These are ads for grown-ups, and I've given dozens of exclusions to advertise cast to make sure we're only hearing family-friendly stuff. These sponsors help me keep doing the show, but the main support we get will still be from my patrons, who get ad-free episodes and always will, as well as a better chance of getting their questions answered, a shout-out on the show, and access to all kinds of other great rewards. So check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Or you can just help us out by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who hold on to hope and face one problem at a time. Until we meet again, keep wondering.